In a world of face creams, mythical cats, and the wrong shade of red, Patience Phillips will protect the women of not Gotham from womankind's worst enemy, other women, uh, I mean anti-aging cream. The mouths are sacred to past. They're her messengers. Wow, you, you wrote this? I was a professor for 20 years until I was denied tenure. Male academia. <laughs> There are a lot of bad movies out there. Listen as we try to find the ones that are so bad, they're actually good. Is it just bad? Or is it exceptionally bad? Bad movies with your friends. Bad movies with your friends. Oh, yeah. Welcome back to Exceptionally Bad. I'm Brant. I'm Bracken. I'm Nate. I'm Ben. And we have I'm no Danny. Not Danny. <laughs> <laughs> Danny is on hiatus today, so yep. we'll catch up with him next time. Um, the movie that we watched today is Catwoman, 2004, um, a masterpiece of cinematography <laughs> and, uh, and costume CG. design and CG. And, mm-hmm. the and this is the last of our fourth season. Uh, yes. Our mini seasons. The fourth season was uh, bad movies, good actors. Right. This yep. season. So this is the fourth one. Yeah. And then we have to we have to kind of talk about all four. I forgot at the end. Oh yeah, we'll have to choose yeah. our favorite at the end of this episode. Yes. Yeah. Sorry to cut the you episode off of no. of the fourth mini season of season four. The season of four seasons. Can you say four one more time? Just say four <laughs> one more time. Four. All for one and one for all. It's a golf. There you go. Um, before we get into this masterpiece, um, I wanted to ask you guys. Um, Catwoman has been played by many actresses mm-hmm. over the years since well before I w- any of us were born. Mm-hmm. Um, I think there's been eight actresses that have played um, Catwoman. And I wanted to ask you guys, who's your favorite Catwoman? This is a tough one. I mean, I, well, I think we're probably all going to agree on our favorite. <laughs> to be perfectly honest. Maybe, yeah. Uh, but there's some really good ones, in my opinion. Uh, the list of... So, uh, so going back to the um, the 1960s with... Who who played Batman? Um, uh, Adam West. Thank you. Yep. Uh, Adam West TV show and movie. I mean, I, I remember Julie Newmar and Eartha Kitt mm-hmm. were both uh, Catwoman in different episodes. Really just like both of them a lot. I mean, Eartha Kitt, you know from probably more famous today from doing a voice in um the emperor's new groove um julie newmar Isma, yeah and julie newmar was in seven brides for seven brothers uh kind of a, a long-standing hollywood legend um yeah so they're both great um but, yep. but of course there's michelle pfeiffer yeah you know. yeah come on Yep. she's the, she's the best <laughs> <laughs> okay well let's let's not jump to conclusions let's list them all out okay okay so you said uh julie newmar yes she was the first um lee merriweather then we had eartha kitt michelle pfeiffer holly berry anne hathaway i think she's annie right annie it's hathaway anne. it's well she goes no, by no, annie. It's annie annie is her real is what she goes by oh, anne okay. is her everyone knows her as anne uh, hathaway yeah her yeah. official name um 
Cam- Cameron Bikendova. I hope I'm pronouncing that correctly. I only know her from the TV show. And then Zoe Kravitz in the most recent The, the Batman. Batman. The TV yeah. show meaning Gotham. Sorry, Gotham. yes, the TV yeah. show Gotham. For clarity, because yes. I don't think a lot of people know that name if they haven't watched the TV show Gotham. Which yeah. I did, and I thought she was great. She mm-hmm. was... Yeah. She kind of gave off a strong Michelle Pfeiffer vibe. Okay. You know, very like a... Just a cat. I don't know. Her eyes just told the story for me. But that's cool. Yeah, I don't know if you ever watched it. Or not. Watched I never it. watched Gotham, so uh, I don't. Okay. I don't know. I watched about a few of the early ones. So I kind of saw her origin I story. Felt like a they bit. did a really good job casting these these characters when okay. they're younger. I would. I would. I have didn't by far watch it. You know, I didn't watch the whole thing, but I really liked Edward Nigma in the way he was portrayed in Gotham. Mm-hmm. I know that's off topic, but yeah, he was. He was um, good. So. I just want to point out real quick that these are the live action. Yes, Catwoman. that's true. Because mm-hmm. she's been voiced by a number of people for like in the animated in the series anime. and, and I in just, the games. I wanted to point out, you know, previous uh, member of the you know we've talked about her before. Anika Noni Rose plays her in, uh, um, in shoot. In one of them, she voices her, and as you guys know, she was in uh, from Justin to Kelly. Oh yeah, she also plays Tiana. She was great, Princess and the Frog. So right, right. Uh, <laughs> so she plays her in the animated Batman series. Uh, in Injustice. Injustice. Okay. Um, yeah, Which there's is like the darker one, right? Uh, have you guys seen that one? I've played the video I game. Have I have it's, not seen the movie. It, so in that one, like Superman goes bad. Okay. Oh, okay. So, um, yeah, it's. It's pretty dark. It's it's pretty good, but yeah. it's it's it, and it takes Batman to. Batman goes and gets Superman from another, universe universe to okay. come, come and try and stop him. So, but uh, anyway, that's way off topic. But <laughs> I would say, uh, I would say of the live actions. Yeah, I mean Michelle Pfeiffer. She's the first one I really remember seeing. Yeah, I mean there was the Adam West Batman. But like she, but Michelle Pfeiffer was kind of my introduction to mm-hmm. the character, at least on the big screen. Yeah. But I also, I also liked Anne Hathaway. I did too. In the Dark Knight Rises, mm-hmm. I thought she was good. I, I think, um, she she was well into her Catwomanhood. Yes. In, in that one, like right. she was well past the I'm the origin mousy little story. whatever. Right. She yeah, was like she was... full into Catwoman. Yeah, there wasn't really an origin story for her there, but. She was great. I thought Zoe Kravitz was great too. She was and amazing mm-hmm. in the just Batman. different interpretation yep. of the character in a lot of these, not really the same thing. So, do you know? I I was recently, uh, after watching the Batman, I was like, you know, Zoe Kravitz may be my favorite. Um, but then I went back and watched. Then you watched this movie. No, I went back and watched <laughs> the Michelle Pfeiffer one, and yeah, it and it returns. reminded me of how good she is as Catwoman. I mean, she's so good. She she does a, such an amazing job, yeah. both pre-Catwoman, yes. a kind of the transformation to becoming Catwoman, and then just owning Catwoman. Her, yeah, kind of her, like, when she's, uh, before she's Catwoman, and she's, like, the shy... Totally frazzled. Clump, yeah, and you you buy it, yeah. right? She, <laughs> it's, uh, it feels less of the put her, put glasses on her in a... <laughs> You yeah. know, to make her look smart or yeah. whatever, right? Yeah. And actually, like, she's kind of a mess. <laughs> is the, the Penguin also in that one? Yeah, so yeah. Batman Returns has got a lot of characters, yep. a lot of villains, yep. a lot of storyline going on. 
But she really steals the movie. She does. She totally does. When I when I saw it, I thought this movie should not have been called Batman Returns. No, it yeah. Called Catwoman arrives. Catwoman begins. Yes, she, right. She <laughs> is. She takes the movie and makes it her own. Yep. Every scene, she is just absolutely amazing in, and yeah, I by far she's my favorite. Yeah. She's in my wallet, Ben. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you have a? Do you have a a Velcro Catwoman wallet that you can open up and show all your it's Catwoman actually, pictures? It's zippered. Oh, it's got zippered. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> extra secure. <laughs> so, what is it before you know, even before we get into the movie? Like, what is it that makes a good Catwoman? Like, what are the characteristics of Catwoman? Uh, <laughs> so, I think. Catwoman is a character who is neither good nor bad, or both good and bad. Like, she's a villain, but not always a villain. Mm-hmm. She, she, like, there's an equivalent with, I think, Mystique in the Marvel Universe that, not not the cat character, but the kind of sometimes good, sometimes bad. Mm-hmm. Um, you kind of feel for her as a character, like, she was... Her life was unfair, and she became who she was as kind of a counter to what she had been before, and kind of like standing up for herself now. So a good Catwoman uh, in the story, to me, has to A, be a good pre-Catwoman. Like, you have to feel kind of sorry for her mm-hmm. and She's feel She's kind like, of a sad sack. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then you pity her a little, right? Like, she is a Catwoman before she's she a, becomes a cat woman. Right, yeah. She's, she's a, a cat, cat lady yeah. before she becomes a cat, cat woman. woman. Yeah, okay. Yes. Uh, and then when she becomes cat woman, it's all about she's kind of vicious like a cat. Uh, I think one of the things that uh, I really like about the Michelle Pfeiffer one is how kind of vicious she is. And she kind of... you've And I guess they, they all kind of do this, but she steps over the line... You know, like she doesn't mind killing people. She doesn't mind, you know, even beating up Batman. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. And at the same time, she's very cat like, so she's playing half the time. And you never know if she's playing or if she's yeah. really fighting. Just like my cats, always fighting and hissing and squealing. And it's like, oh, wait, they're just playing. Yeah. You know? Or sometimes they're not. And that's what you have to get out of a cat woman. I feel like cat woman is kind of not to nerd out too much, but kind of like the mirror image of Batman, but on the other side of the spectrum uh-huh. to where Batman is good with a, a hard edge. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. <clears throat> She's kind of the dark core right. with a good edge. If yes, that makes right. sense. Yeah, right? no, that makes sense. Yeah. So they're kind of like, if you were to take both of them and have babies, you're going to have amazing angelic kids and then just deep dark, spawn dark. on the other side of it. And you don't really know which one you're going to get. <laughs> That's a good yeah, those comparison. things are definitely developed in Batman Returns and The Dark Knight Rises and even the Batman a little bit too, right? Uh-huh. Where you yeah. see, you know, she's trying to pull him one way and he's, you know, trying to hold his, true to what he, he believes. His principles. One yeah. of the big storylines that I always loved in the in the comic books was that, you know, it, it was a, a, introduced in Batman Returns is that there is that relationship between Catwoman and Batman. There is that love interest um, and something always gets in the way of them kind of being in the long haul together. But I mean, not to spoil anything, you kind of see that there is some peace in that in Batman in the dark Knight rises Mm -hmm. where there's uh, they actually get that happy ending. Um, 
but usually, like I remember as a kid, th there was a comic that was specific to where Catwoman falls in love with Batman, and they're like, they decide that they're a couple, and then the Joker comes in and like messes with Catwoman, and she he takes her away or whatever, mm -hmm. or changes her mind or something, does something to her that where she doesn't remember Batman anymore, and so... It's just that that love triangle that doesn't really ever happen, or right. that relationship doesn't doesn't fully gel. But fun, th fun for the movies. I think she's kind of a little bit of a Jekyll and Hyde too. Oh yeah, mm -hmm. mm. and I, I guess that would be most of them that have that. Yeah, well now also kind of a parallel. She would also kind of be a mirror, the mirror image to Superman, right? Because he's he. He's mild-mannered Clark Kent. Oh, right. She's mild-mannered, ditzy, right. uh, Selena Kyle. And he becomes Superman, right. and she becomes, like, the dark mm -hmm. alternative to that, right. even though she's a Batman character, but in the, in the DC, she's, right. she's, but she's also not from another planet, but, you know. Yeah, yeah. my analogy <laughs> fell apart. But, like, <laughs> but uh, yeah, she, she, but she, she is kind of a Jekyll and Hyde, um, I think more so than Bruce Wayne, Yes. Because Bruce Wayne... You know, actually, I think the sign of like a good Batman story is you don't see Bruce very much. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. like... Um, <laughs> and whereas I there's I don't know that you see much difference between Bruce Wayne and Batman, yeah. really. Um, there's a marked difference between Selina Kyle and Catwoman. Right. Yeah. Or in this case, Patience. Patience yes. Phillips. Yeah. So would Benjamin Bratt's character be the, the Batman of this movie? <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Let, let's get So let's get into that. So any other comments on why we love Catwoman, Catwomen? Well, I mean, I think this movie was made that we're about to discuss because yeah. of Batman Returns. Right. And how Catwoman was received in that movie. Mm -hmm. Right. And that came out in what? 95? 96? 94, I believe. So... <clears throat> And then, you know, there's lots of, there's several other Batman movies after that, mm -hmm. you know, every couple of years. And then this movie doesn't get made until when? 2003? 2004, 2004 is the release. Yeah. Okay, 2004. So this, this came out after Batman and Robin, which was... Yep. We, we reviewed already on this podcast. Just when um, you thought you could, you hadn't had enough. So, I mean, it, which kind of put the nail in the coffin for the Batman franchise. Right. And it was probably made, open the door for Warner Brothers to say, okay, we can now. Was this, was this a long gestating yes, project? Yes, very right? much so. That's yeah. why, yeah, there were tons of writers on yeah. it throughout time. And I think they probably wanted to do something with the Catwoman right after Batman Returns came yeah. out. Yeah. Well, so we can talk about that. Um, yeah. Do we... Well, I guess let's just get into it a little bit. So, it was made in 2004, or I guess it was released in the summer of 2004. Um, it has 3.4 on IMDb, mm -hmm. a 8% on Rotten Tomatoes. Which is the same as Supergirl. Which is the same as Supergirl. Mm. So it's a little high. Maybe we, should, maybe we should compare the two later. Yeah. I was much more endeared to... Oh, Supergirl is... Supergirl. Is a way more fun yeah. movie. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> the budget for this movie a hundred million dollars a hundred million well, all of that was well, I mean, paying if, for computers for gonna, CG if you're gonna make a big for budget the ten movie minutes like of that, Halle Berry and the two hours of 
CG Halle Berry. Yeah. <laughs> you got to have a good director for a big budget movie like that, right? Oh, yeah, yeah, right. Yeah, somebody we'll very experienced. That's okay. <laughs> almost four boat crashes. Yeah. Yeah, yeah it is. Um, so this made, um, when all was said and done, so it was $40 million domestic, $82 million worldwide. So it didn't Ooh. even make its money back. I, and I that's think not I even would... including marketing. I feel like I would rather watch four boat crashes yeah. from Speed 2 than rewatch this movie. <laughs> In slow time. Yeah, right. <laughs> um, it's about the same length. Yeah. But like... <laughs> um, we, we can talk about kind of the cast and crew and everything here in a minute. Who wants to give us a stab at the plot? I'll do it. Uh, it's it's the basic... Uh, the basic Catman... Catman... Catwoman story. Um... Patience is a artist working for a beauty company, mm-hmm. and they have a new line coming out, uh, a cream, actually, that it's a newer version, I guess. I, that's not clear to me because people have been using it for a while. But anyway, this cream is coming out, and she's working on it. Uh, the bosses are overbearing. She is trying to turn in some work on time and accidentally finds out that the cream is poison and will turn people into hideous beasts and because she hears that bad goons chase her down and kill her but she's chosen by the cats to be the next cat woman what she's the new jellical cat she's (laughs) (laughs) she's resurrected as cat woman she goes through a little bit of learning who she is now and decides to defeat the people who killed her and in the process under uncovers the whole uh scheme of the evil makeup beauty cream it sounds very similar to the origin story in batman returns yeah but not in gotham no batman yep not selena kyle not Mm -hmm. selena kyle different a character's name uh it's in a cosmetic company rather than the shrek Yes. company whatever that was with um those characters in batman returns and it's just completely it's not married to batman the, or dc the, yeah it's not married to batman returns at all but it does have a very similar plot mm-hmm. in some ways to yeah. that did you just say the shrek place yeah that's so the yeah that van oh, shrek like... is the is the is the uh, guy who's in I was uh, thinking it was a big green ogre. That's what I was, I was like, <laughs> no. this was man, pre, it's been a long time. <laughs> Pre-DreamWorks Shrek. Um, one thing like, that's got layers. <laughs> yeah. One key thing that's different in this is that apparently cats have, cat women have lived throughout history. Mm-hmm. And the cat spirit, Mao, kind of goes around and, you know, picks Joan of Arc to be the cat woman for a time and then picks somebody else and... That's how Patience gets selected because Mao chooses her. The opening credits have like pictures from Egypt and like, yeah, characters throughout history. And I guess the cats from Egypt traveling to different parts of the world. And Mao is a type of cat, right? It's the temple cats. At least according to the movie. That's what in the movie it is. Yeah. So I (laughs) really wish that somehow worked in Thundercats. Yeah, right. (laughs) Yeah. That would have been interesting. Yeah. They only live in space. <laughs> oh, man, I just want to, I just want to dive into this movie and talk yeah. about some of the stuff that just it blows your mind. I, I mean, when you say it's got a what is a three eight. something, a three point three or three point yeah. four, three point four IMDb, eight percent Rotten um, Tomatoes. 
So, yeah, so Halle Berry's playing Catwoman. She's, um... Oh, we should point out, because this is the good actor's bad movies, right? Halle yeah. Berry is the good actor in this. I mean, yeah. there are a lot of off. other hours, yeah. but she specifically is just coming off of an Oscar win. Yep. And her Oscar win was significant. What was the... It was... It was Monster's Ball. Monster's, right? Monster's Ball. Monster's Ball. The first... Best actress. Female, black female actress to ever. win a, a, the award ever. Yeah. Right. So, I mean, it was a huge deal. Like, yeah. she had just peaked as you know kind of as much as you can peak right and she came off of a lot of big wins right yeah. she's been in the x-men series yep she has done she was a bond girl mm-hmm. um we'll talk about that in a little bit but um and then obviously monsters ball right so, you know she's it, you know her career is at a high almost at the, probably the peak of her career yep. yeah question though so was it she did this movie because they were not planning to film a jaws movie <laughs> <laughs> Jaws Resurgence uh, was coming up, but they they actually did something else. Resurrection. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So, I mean, speaking of that, the reason why she ended up in this is they were... So, we kind of talked about the history of the the script. So, it was, you know, kind of uh, Warner and DC was riding high off Mm -hmm. of the um, Tim Burton Batman movies. Very well received. Um, kind of was the new generation of, mm-hmm. you know, superhero movies. And uh, Catwoman, you know, as we all said, M- Michelle Pfeiffer made a splash. Like, she, you know, hit a home run with that character. So, basically, immediately they started writing the script for a Catwoman movie. Um, the intention was to have Michelle Pfeiffer kind of reprise her role and just kind of be a continuation of that story. Um Michelle Pfeiffer had a bunch of stuff going on and also wasn't a super huge fan of the costuming. Yeah. Um, so she, yeah. So she backed out, um, and it kind of, the script kind of bounced around, started getting reworked and keep in mind, this is like 94, early 95 when this script is getting turned around. This movie didn't get made until 2003. So It, they worked on it for basically a decade, right? Kind of rewrites, different scripts. Different people coming in there to try the, to fix it. Yeah, and, Nicole yeah. Kidman was attached to it for a bit. Um, I'm trying to hit, remember who else was attached to it. Um, I can't find it. Oh, Ashley Judd was supposed to be oh, in right, it for a yeah. bit. Um, and then Halle Berry uh, jumped on board. She also was going to have her own spinoff movie from Die Another Day, the Bond mm. movie. Um, she so she Jinx. played, she was Jinx and she was going to have her own Jinx spinoff movie. And then, um, I don't know all the details of that, but it fell through. Mm-hmm. And so, um, she ended up, uh, getting attached to Catwoman. <laughs> <laughs> Amazing new property. <laughs> so <laughs> <laughs> she must've like bought a house expecting Jinx money. And then <laughs> yeah, she's, she's like, like, shoot. Oh, dang. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So I would love to hear what your guys' thoughts are on Halle Berry's performance. Bracken was heading um, down that road. Well, or heading... This movie, I, I was going to just start with the direction. Okay. The direction... Oh, man. Uh, I feel like the, the main crux of this movie is the poor, poor oh, direction. Yes. There, there's... I mean, this is a superhero movie with lots of fighting and mm-hmm. action... And people showing their, you know, physical abilities, jumping around, jumping high, jumping low, jumping here and there. Um, 
most of it should be Catwoman, right? Yeah. You can see Catwoman moving around. <laughs> um, it's If you see Catwoman jumping around, it's CG. It's yeah. just computer generated. And it's uncomfortable. And it's it's uncanny o- very, very uh-huh. obvious that it's not a person doing that. Yeah. And if it is an actual person doing that, it's so cut up and chopped. It's, it's like you know that they were just cutting around the action to make the person look like they could... You know, throw a, a basketball into a, a hoop. Oh, it was <laughs> so bad. They're not doing yeah. that. Yeah. I have an analogy for that. Okay. Okay. Do so you remember when you were bored in school and you had like a pack of post-it notes and you draw the little stick figure guy? Yep. And it would become like a flip book. Oh yeah. Of, uh-huh. yeah. of the guy walking along. That sure. looks like the fight scenes in this movie. <laughs> I'll, I'll do you one better. It's like you had a well-defined flip book, and then you just. It fell on the floor, and then you restuck it together. And randomly and took out parts of it. Them again. Yeah. yeah, it was it was cut so poorly. It was so hard to follow. It was, and yeah. it was like so much of it was like the basketball scene, for example. It was like they sh- cut to her. She's got the ball, then she kind of moves real quick in one direction. Then they cut to him, and he moves in a different. Alexa, stop. Oh, bedtime. <laughs> <laughs> And then they cut to him, and he moves real quick in a different direction. He doesn't necessarily have the ball or anything. They cut back to her. She moves in a different direction. I don't know if she has the ball. Then they cut to him, and he moves. And it's just like they're doing these quick little motions, and you can tell something is supposed to be going on, but you never see them do anything. It's like induced action. Yeah. So the action, now that you mentioned that specific scene, I I kind of brought it up, but you you carried it further. Um, It was uncomfortable for the direction but I remember mentioning, like, she's even got, like, these long sleeves yes. that are covering like her hands. Like, poet sleeves. You're right, like, yeah. Yeah, they're, like, th- these longs on her blouse or dress or whatever. Yeah. And they're just covering her hands. So there's, like, how could she even touch the, the basketball? Yeah. Mm-hmm. It just seems so awkward and not thought out. Yeah. Like, the costuming in this movie, too, was just... So weird. Well, can we can we talk about that scene for a yeah. second? Sure. So, how? <laughs> so, there's a, a budding relationship between <laughs> what? between <laughs> a cop between Patience. What's her last name? Philip. Philip. Yeah, Philip. Patience and uh, Tom Lone, uh, who's he's the, a cop. Who's the detective? Yeah. Benjamin um, Bratt. So they they had they were supposed to have a date. Because he thought she was a jumper and yeah. was going to commit suicide. So um, you ask him out, that's usually... Yeah. yeah. Oh, you're not crazy. Let's go on a date. She went out on the ledge to save a cat. Yeah. yeah. Who does that? Some stray cat that's out on the ledge. Yeah. And then the cat disappears and she's out on the ledge and he comes by and he's like, don't, don't jump. jump. You know, he's a yeah. cop. He shows her a badge, his badge. And, and then she's like, I'm saving the cat. And she's like, oh, the cat's gone. No, and he's so he yeah, it's just yeah. So he saves her. They kind of are introduced for a couple minutes, and then she runs out. She drops her, you know, like Cinderella and her glass slipper. She drops her purse inadvertently. He finds it, follows her to work. Um, they set up a date, and so she, I think, at the intervening time, did she? She had died, and she had just become Catwoman. Yeah, the, but she was still kind of recovering. They met before she became yeah. Catwoman, but yes, uh, she she didn't know she was Catwoman right. yet. She was yeah. just starting to understand that she had kind of yeah. special powers. She just had her Spider-Man "I have abs" moment. That's so right. She 
kind of had just come out of her shell. This is the date. And so as an apology, she goes to hunt down um, the cop, Tom, and chases him to, I don't know, like Like the YMCA or something. something. But there's a bunch of kids and he's doing police career day or whatever but with a basketball for some yeah, reason right. like a one man dare they're type of urban yeah, kids right. so they play basketball and uh so they go out in, into the into the park the playground there to place a basketball yeah. and for some reason instead of them playing with the kids and the kids playing basketball she ends up with the basketball and does this Really weird, like, I don't know if it's supposed to be impressive, but she basically just passes the passes ball back, and, back forth and forth from one hand to another. And <laughs> they, even, just, they just speed up the camera. And they're she's like, and wow, camera. look what I can do. Even just that and... action. Like, there's like three cuts between her yeah. throwing yeah, the ball from was... one hand to the other hand. And, and not just cuts, but throughout this whole thing, they cut from one side to the other side to the other side. So there's like crossing the line constantly, which is confusing. And then they would cut to a wide angle lens. Which, uh, for our younger listeners, that's like going to a point five on your iPhone. <laughs> so everything is all stretched out real weird. And then it cuts to another thing. And you, f- you just want to throw up. Yeah. Yeah. And the, the other thing that was super awkward about that is they're getting super frisky. And like oh, really yeah. like grinding on each other. Yeah. Doing these weird non-basketball She's moves. like shaking and her kids, booty and stuff. All the kids are cheering. They're like, yeah, that cop's totally... Grinding up against that hot model lady. This is awesome. <laughs> it's so awkward. And, and then, then she ends, ends up her, on top of him. Yeah. yeah. And everybody's cheering. Yeah. And then they're like, can I have my ball back? Yeah. <laughs> it was the weirdest. It was, it was so, so awkward. Yeah. yeah. I mean, and so many times, this is a good example with all those cut angles. And I, I want to say they did a 360 one too. Mm-hmm. But like, but I don't know because oh, I'm sure that yeah. did happen several times yeah. in the movie. It was yeah, just yeah. I got vertigo. You know, I, I was feeling seasick. I thought I had my sea legs, but like <laughs> just yeah, the camera movements in general throughout the entire film. So many of these like fast cameras, like sweeping across the city and then up into a truck or mm-hmm. something that just made you throw up. And so, the, but like, that that scene was a great example of all of the bad. Yes, yeah. totally. Yeah. And it was shot by a person who's clearly never watched basketball, has never seen a game of basketball. Or understand what the whole point is. And doesn't understand what the point is and why having poet sleeves would make that a little (laughs) difficult to maneuver ball quickly. And not dribble. Right. No dribbling needed. Yeah. 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 Um, Okay. So Hold on. Somebody explain who (laughs) said this during the movie, what the clapboard was like. (laughs) Oh, right. Yeah. So it's like. So I'll, I'll I'll describe. So I, I will I will answer your question. Let, okay. Let me set up who this director is. All right. Okay. So the director, and I don't know if this is pretentious, but he goes by a single name. It is the French master Pitoff, and he up until this point had directed nothing. He had done one French film that was fairly well received, but up until that point, for probably a decade. He was like the VFX director. So okay. he was all about special effects, visual effects, things like that. Had never really directed his own feature film. So um, you get that vibe from this movie. It's very FX um, heavy, yes. light on substance, I would say. Um, so the point, to answer your question, Ben, 
I was honestly like asking like how did those shoots go? Were yeah. they was was he like they'd set up the camera, everybody get ready, you know, he's like lighting go, audio or sound go, and then he's like action cut. And then he's like, "Okay, everybody reset. Okay, audio, <laughs> lights, action, cut." And then just do that like did, did they just do literally like 600 cuts in a single day yeah. and then somehow stitched all that together? It was the just the weirdest thing. Totally. Uh, that's what it felt like for sure. It, yeah, it was awful. There's a sequence later on where she is now Catwoman, mm-hmm. and she takes she steals someone's motorcycle, oh. and she's you, yeah you're groaning because you're no one knows what to talk. <laughs> it's the same thing where they they are doing this. I don't. I've never seen this before in yeah. any other movie because it doesn't work. Yeah. Uh, it's uh, how to. I, I can't even explain what they do. So. So imagine you are running the Boston Marathon and you have a camera attached to your hip and you're running mm-hmm. at night through very brightly lit streets. And it's swinging back and forth. And then you speed it up. You you take yes. the entire marathon and then you jam it into about a, a five second cut. Yeah. So, yeah. And there's, and it's, I think maybe interspersed with maybe some wide shots of like a motorcycle going by down right. the street where you see that. Halle Berry got on the bike at the beginning and then she zooms off and then it's just, yeah, this fast pace, uh, montage where you don't even really see a per, you can't even see the outline of a person. You just kind of see the feeling. It's impression, like light. Impression. Impression. Yeah, light it's like an impression of by. someone going by really fast on a motorcycle down yeah. a busy street mm-hmm. An impression. Do you guys remember the opening of, um, taxi i don't when it's queen latifah oh yeah on the, on the bike, bike right, right. Yeah, right. Yeah. yes yeah. whereas that there's a lot enough cut scenes in there so you're like you can't i well, mean it's obvious it's not her but right, you, yeah. but you but you, they're doing their best to make you think it might be her right you could yeah. see a person on a bike and that they were riding a bike and they were going different places and maybe you understood t- maybe turning right or turning left right. or jumping over space. something you but could see all that because it was well directed this is not that this no. is no you, yeah right. it's the opposite it's you drop a motorcycle uh ride into a blender and blend it up it, and then pour it out his shots very much feel like the visual version of describe a blue without using the the word right <laughs> it's like he has these things that he's trying to evoke but yeah. he's like, I, I, I want to show motorcycling without ever showing the motorcycle. Right. I yes. want to show basketball without anybody ever actually playing basketball. Or I want to see like the Lacroix of these things. <laughs> oh. <Yeah. laughs> That's perfect. That Somebody be... in another room yelling basketball. <laughs> the impression of yeah, you kind of could almost smell it, but it's not quite there. I, I mean, I would even say just like the way that Catwoman moves. Is not very cat like. She she uh, she walks like a runway model. Yeah, it's right. Very sultry. So it's like I get Catwoman is that's part of her mo. Mm-hmm. She's you she's know a bit she's of femme got fatale. sex appeal. Yeah, yeah she, I mean that's one of her tools. Is yeah. she you know I think again not to keep going back to Michelle Pfeiffer, but I think she does an excellent job of using it as a tool. Yep. And not making it her entire persona. Right. Do you know what I mean? Yep. Well, um, well, the thing with Michelle Pfeiffer though is that all of the stuff that she did was in-camera effects. Mm-hmm. Right. Like, there were no special effects uh, when it came to Catwoman, you know, with the whip or, you know, moving around or 
on a in a windowsill or anything like that. Like that was all legit her. So let's talk about that for a second. So I and you can you can go look this up. I saw some behind the scenes footage of Michelle Pfeiffer. Yeah. So both of them, both Michelle Pfeiffer and Halle Berry, both got whip training. Okay. To, I mean, that's another thing that's kind of like part of their kind yeah. of character. <laughs> Michelle Pfeiffer, there's a scene, there's a behind the scenes thing. And in the movie, she, I think she's walking through a department store or something. Oh, yeah. And she's kind of like whipping just the heads learning off of where, and she's whipping the heads off of the, the, the yeah. whatever, the, the mannequins. mannequins yeah. yeah. So you can watch behind the scenes. She actually she did, did that three whips, yeah. three, three whip cracks. In one take. In one take yeah. and knocked all of the heads off and was acting the whole time. Yeah. Nailed it. Yeah. Flawless performance. I don't know that Halle Berry... I mean, they, they, you know, there's behind the scenes stuff talking about how for a week, you know, she got 90 minute trainings every, every day, day for a week. Yeah. And you can tell she's not, she never really well, uses a whip. Like she's moving her arm, like, you know, like a kid does. Swings like, it around, right? Yeah. But it's all, all the whip stuff is CG. It's all CG. If she had the same ability or talent that Michelle Pfeiffer We never saw. got to see we, it. We never saw because of the yeah. direction, the way it was done. It was never express that yeah right there the only part where i think that halle berry kind of showed off some of the i don't know cat light movement is when she very first becomes Catwoman. she's kind of like kind of prancing around her room a little bit and when she's like, like hopping up, on, up on all the furniture yeah and stuff. i yeah. think that did a fairly good so it felt cat-ish like when yeah. she's talking I mean? on the phone yeah where yeah. she's yeah. very much light on her feet yep. and kind of like really and not paying attention too much but being very like balanced and and one of the things, the reason why, this is my opinion probably, but I have a lot of cats. Mm-hmm. I watch a lot of cats moving. And one of the reasons why that came across as cat-like is because it's so slow. Cats are mm-hmm. slow. And throughout the movie when she's doing other cat stuff, even when she's walking, you know, she's doing it very fast. Mm-hmm. And cats don't do that. They they walk very slow. They do everything very slow, and then they go very fast right when they're mm-hmm. when they do their pounce, right? And uh, through her fighting and acrobatics and everything that she was doing, it was very. Even though you could recognize that it's supposed to feel like a cat, it was too fast. And we know what cats look like. We know what people yeah. look like, and it was too fast for what it should have been. If they would have slowed all of that down, I bet we would have believed it. Let me, uh, so, one, I think an example of what they could have done to make it feel more cat-like, mm-hmm. I think Spider-Gwen from the new yeah. from the new Spider-Man movies into the Spider-Verse, all those, yeah. she moves much she more cat-like and elegant yep. and, you know, uh, flowy, I guess, yep. than I would expect more exactly. cat-like, feline, than Catwoman does, right? Yep. Like, I think if she, exactly like you said, if she was just slower, mm-hmm. lighter on her feet... And just did absurd balance kind of right. things to be like, there's no way you should be able to do that. Like cats, you know? Yeah. It's just like, how did you get up there? Yeah, I don't know. Totally. Another thing I noticed about her, the Jekyll and Hyde part with her, mm-hmm. is it would happen all the time. Yeah. Like when she yells at her boss. So, so we mentioned how she's trying to deliver something on time and she figures out the plot of the bad guys. For some reason, she goes to the lab where they're like the, the factory where they're making the cream, and can only get in through like the employees only the, entrance yeah. because the regular entrance is closed, <laughs> like the the top secret lab entrance or whatever. Right. <laughs> but so that's where she gets kind of 
I would say that's the closest to like Tim Burton Batman is when she gets flushed out of the yes. their sewage mm-hmm. drain thing because mm-hmm. that looks the, that huge pipe like that would shoot out into so the oversized, into the bay. a million miles up. Yeah, yeah, it looks like it came came straight from Tim Burton's the Gotham, but yeah. like so the next day is when she's back at work and she's now you know she's got the cat breath that brought her back to life. <laughs> yeah, and she's sitting at her desk and the boss is yelling at her. And then she's like, "What?" <laughs> and and he's like, "You know, I'm listening." She's like, "Nope." And then, but she goes Jekyll and Hyde like back and forth several times in that scene, yeah. and it happens to her a lot during the movie. Is right. She'll be Catwoman, then she'll be uh, Patience, Patience, and then Catwoman like almost yeah. f- oh, for the length of like a sentence. Yeah, yeah. it's uh, yeah, that's distracting. And it was I I didn't like that. Yeah, like I. How she, because she yells, she tells off the boss, and he fires her, and then she's like, oh, wait, I didn't mean it. So that time, it kind of made sense, like, yeah. she, she came to her senses, and it's, like, right when she starts being Catwoman, so I could kind of forgive it then, but, like, it happens all the way throughout the movie, and you're just, like, you'd think at some point she would figure that out. Mm-hmm. But. Yeah, there were points in the movie, at least a couple of points, where I couldn't tell if she knew that she was Catwoman. Like, it, yeah. it almost was, like... Jekyll and Hyde, but they don't know about each other. Early That's, on, definitely. Right, and even later on, like near the end, when uh, she, uh, the cop already has figured out Which that it's her, Tom, right? Yeah. And she's like, or yeah, she's like, no, Catwoman did that. It wasn't me. It was Catwoman, right? And it's kind of like, do you realize that you are Catwoman? Yeah. Ugh. And that that scene was so painful for me. <laughs> Her Oscar moment? You didn't like that scene? Well, from the well, the acting stuff aside, but like from a storytelling point standpoint, you're like you have painted yourself into the corner with the wrong shade of red here. Yeah, and I wanted a darker I, red. I know what red I said, <laughs> but I, I just like where where do they think this is gonna go? Like storytelling wise, that was very painful for me to watch. That trying to talk the cop into letting her go because we slept together the other night and I'm the girl you saved from not committing suicide. You know, it was just like, right. where where are we supposed to go here? I think a lot of... A lot of her character was not well developed, yeah. right? Like, you have... And this is, this is a criticism that a lot of the critics had too, is like, you have Halle Berry who clearly can act, right? Right. And instead, you distill her to basically ditzy or sexy, mm-hmm. right? Like that's all she has, <laughs> and um, so she she's she doesn't act. She doesn't really seem to have any motives besides like, oh, I'm really angry that I was killed, and then a little side, you know, dash of I should probably not let this cream that turns women into freakish zombies get out on the market, right? right? I don't know. She she just. Everything about her, I think, I feel like, was just wasted and just yes. like ill-advised and not well-defined. You know. Yep. I also didn't didn't think this film was very empowering to a female superhero. <laughs> right. Yeah. In that she's trying to receive validation from going out with the cop and this this romantic relationship, but she also doesn't really have the self-awareness of her abilities and who she is. Like she seems very just, I don't know. She's, 
She's uncommitted. A, she, uncommitted, and yeah. she's a victim of uh, this of being fired from by this other man. Right. And then she's trying to get revenge on him, and uh, she's <laughs> set up by the other woman. And then uh, it turns out the real villain is the woman, not the man. Yeah, and so <laughs> she's just always like a victim or just... I don't know. She never has a sense of control yeah. in this movie. Um, she's, it's just, it's poorly written. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Even when she gets her revenge, it doesn't even, or like, it's not really revenge because she tries to save her at the last second. But it's like when well, the real villain is, is beat and you kind of feel nothing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's, still, that's a sign. I was still trying to figure out Sharon Stone's motivation. Uh, so, from what I gathered, this is, and I may be wrong here, but this is from what I gathered of the words that they said while they were fighting at the very last sequence, because this is the only time we get this much of the plot. Uh, Sharon Stone has been using the cream for the a while. cream for a while, and she says, oh yeah, if you stop using it, then you turn into a hideous beast, but if you keep using it, it turns your skin into marble, so she has to make sure that it gets out in production so that it continues to be made so that she can continue to have skin made out of marble out of actual marble but she also said you don't feel anything that's right but she seemed angry the whole movie (laughs) 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 and she apparently forgot her dose of the cream because mid fight or actually at the end of the fight suddenly she turns all gross well she didn't real no 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 so what happens is <laughs> no one in the lab tested what happens if if diamond claws are applied to the oh, cream. Oh, I see. Because <laughs> so Catwoman scratches her face a couple times. Right. And, and then, those... then she sees her reflection in the window, uh-huh. and she basically Let's go. Gives, gives up, doesn't yeah. want to fight anymore. She doesn't want to be ugly. Can we talk about how much of this face cream that she is applying? Oh, like, it was Brack, Bracken Noxima Ghost level... <laughs> Of like, just like it was so thick. It was like, it was like somebody had like stumbled into like a plaster thing for like. It was like she was sheet rocking. It was like she was shaving her face. Yeah, ready to shave her face and all of her neck. It was like yeah, it's like all of it down her face, all the way down her neck, like an inch thick of this cream. Like she's going through two tubs every Uh, single night. Like when your kids are trying to put sunscreen on for the first time by themselves. Yeah, and they yes. do I have any white spots? It's all white. It's all white. You haven't rubbed any of it in. Yeah. Is there uh, anything redeeming about this movie? Were there any good performances? So, I mean, I think we... I mean, some people were saying some positive things. I thought Sharon Stone was great, and and some of the performances were fine. I, I just don't think the direction was great. Yeah. I don't think the writing was great. There was a, there was a scene where Catwoman is in Sharon Stone. Sorry, I don't remember Sharon Stone's character's name in her home her. where she's looking for her, her husband. And I thought, man, like this dialogue's not necessarily bad, but it's not great. And they're really, the, the line deliveries were really kind of, it was, it was painful. Yeah. That one scene. But other than that scene, in my opinion, I felt like, uh, like Sharon Stone scenes with her husband, and I mean, I, they all seemed for the you know a comic book villain. She she did great. Mm-hmm. I mean, I thought she was she, chewing up a lot of scenery. She was, yeah, I mean, it was for what it was. I thought she was doing fine. Um, I know Sharon Stone can get you know 
has had her share of criticism criticism over the years, but yeah. I thought for this movie, you know, she was okay. And um, was this I mean, our second movie with her? There was some stuff. Yes, Halle Berry. I mean, I the after we watched this movie, we did watch. I, I maybe you didn't want me to jump there already, That's but I, we did Go watch the Razzie Award acceptance that she did her speech. She she did show up to the Razzies with she, her Oscar with her Oscar and <laughs> she accepted her uh, speech. I, I highly recommend that you watch that. It's on YouTube. Language warning. She's though. Yeah. she's such a great, uh, in her words, loser. With she's a great loser f- for going and accepting this and being a gracious um, yeah. loser. It quotes um, for accepting a Razzie. I I really. She won me over just mm-hmm. by that alone. Mm-hmm. Like I, she was hilarious and um, just had some nice perspective on uh, winning a Razzie um, and sharing the wealth with those with her team around her as well. Um, but <laughs> yes. I, I don't know. There were she's so easy to look at in this movie. She's yes, such yeah. a beautiful, that's that's one good thing. She's such a beautiful woman uh, to look at. But oh, I mean, I I could. You wanted to ask for positives. I, I still want to talk about the horrible costuming. <laughs> yeah, well, so it, it was the it was the Tara Reid, like you. It's like you, are you taking, or or I guess maybe Michelle Pfeiffer to a certain extent in Batman Returns. Like, isn't her hair kind of weird? Yeah, yeah. it's frizzy, uh, and and hard it's, to it's control. Like, it's like how do you take Halle Berry or Michelle Pfeiffer, or so, or insert actress here? I was yeah. trying to figure out yeah. what do you do. <laughs> so she didn't have very much makeup on. She like didn't have a lot of eye makeup on and stuff. She's still so pretty. Yeah, <laughs> it's, no, just it's, just it's like... really hard. Well, and they they also again I think it was a poor choice because there wasn't that much of a transition between the way that she would dress and kind of comport herself. Right. To before and after. That's true. Right. She still largely dresses the same. Yep. You know, whereas I think uh, Michelle Pfeiffer's Pfeiffer character... Did. She introduces the Karen. Uh, well, yeah, yeah so, her <laughs> so we were going to talk about that. but <laughs> It doesn't age well. I'm sure... Like, I'm At the time, to remember, it was probably... It was a fashionable haircut. Yeah. She Our had such pretty long curly hair. She did, yes. Yeah, and she, then she cut it off into a... She, she cut it off into the, can I speak to the manager haircut. Yes. So, you know, for anybody... You know, who it now kind of a, it would be associated with the Karen haircut. Right. You know, it was like, pixie with straight bangs. It was, ugh. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> not a great look for her. Like, honestly, I thought I thought her hair was better before, but. Yeah. Oh, well, I don't know. I mean, Halle Berry is very beautiful with short hair. She I mean, is. She is. It just shows off her, her bone structure, and she's just, I mean, I don't know. I, I liked her with short hair, personally, but. <laughs> she wasn't it wasn't like it made her ugly yeah, no, right right, right. No. i preferred her with the longer hair but okay. that's maybe just personal preference too sounds like ben and bracket at matching wallets uh, <laughs> <laughs> she's she looks good with short hair yeah no but i yeah i i think it was she's gorgeous no matter what right right she and, she you know to be fair she did accept her razzie with long hair that's and she looked great there too it was just yeah that hairstyle with at, at the beginning, I think, was a little. I think they meant it was intentional for her to look a little disheveled mm-hmm. and yeah. not in her element. Uh, I think she needed to hide behind her hair more in her I, early I think life. Her pre Catwoman, yeah, she was just mousy. Yeah. Like it, she she just had frumpy outfits, and yeah. that was just and kind of. And even that, they weren't necessarily frumpy. They were just kind of like a 
a more artsy, bohemian, right. hippie-ish kind of style. Yep. And then she just started wearing slightly more form-fitting clothes, you know. There wasn't enough <laughs> showing. Yeah, well, right. I mean, I'm not understanding <laughs> yeah. that she's Catwoman. <laughs> can we talk about Catwoman's outfit, though? Sure, yeah, let's do so, that. So, I mean, can we call it an outfit? It's like a bra. <laughs> A leather bra. A, a, a leather, black leather bra. A black leather bra. Gold body paint. And then like two crisscross like belts across her stomach. Yeah. And yep. then like leather pants. Like pleather pants pleather, that have been shredded. Like, that yeah. have been shredded like uh, Def Leppard in, in that music video. Can, I mean, yeah. real talk though. Like, Pour some sugar on ooh, me. Def Leppard, gotcha. <laughs> I, I understand her di- like wearing those pants the very first time, getting them on and yeah. then having them be shredded. Yeah. How did she ever get back into those pants? Like, how did they not just become like ripped off shorts? Right, like the second yes. time she tried to put anything I, on. I think it was CG. Yeah, yeah probably, probably. Was. I mean, we talked about that. It was her outfit. I think was not really thought to support her. Right. It was to support CG, CG her. Well, so, I so think... they didn't have to worry about folds and fabric flipping around and or stuff hair. or hair yeah. moving. Everything was skin tight. And I tucked remember in. when this trailer for this movie came out. Uh-huh. Like everyone knew that the only impression of Catwoman we had at this point was, other than the Batman Adam West TV show, right? Michelle was Pfeiffer. Michelle Pfeiffer skin and that tight costume that Tim Burton designed, and how you know it was just so perfect mm-hmm. with, with the stitching and everything, and how it yeah. kind of broke apart at, towards the end of the movie. This costume was just not up to that, mm. and it was just people were disappointed just by seeing the trailer. I yeah, mean, they were they were not buying it, even though they loved Halle Berry. Right, they were like, "This costume is not doing it." Sorry. So it, yeah, it was this attempt of what if it were real, right? Like mm-hmm. realistic. They did that with Zoe Kravitz. And I yep. think they did an amazing job. They She's did. wearing even with they Anne did. Hathaway. Like, yeah. yeah. Right. Right. Realistic it's clothing. It's like a lycra something. Yeah. Rather. Right. Yeah. And Hathaway's is almost like just a, a biking like just a jump suit. Yeah, a motorcycle, kind of a motorcycle suit. Yeah. Right. And Zoe Kravitz with boots and just leather. Yeah. Like just wearing regular leather clothes. So we I went down to Half Moon Bay on the weekend. Mm-hmm. Uh, for concerned listeners, there was not a birdemic while I was there. <laughs> <laughs> and, oh, and there was uh, <laughs> marked safe. From the birdemic. You must have taken an electric car. Yeah. <laughs> but I saw I saw a woman on a motorcycle, and she had, the helmet had cat ears. Kind I've of seen cool. those. Kind of more yeah. like anime-looking cat right, ears. Yeah. And I'm like, that looks more like Catwoman than Halle Berry's costume. Yeah. It, yeah. It, I don't know. I, I think so much of this we have to put on the director's shoulders. Oh, yeah. Right? Like, he had a stable of good actors and actresses, right? Um, I I, had, I can't speak to the script, right? Like he this, had a good source material. He had definitely had that great he source deliberately material. decided not to use. Yeah. Okay. So let <laughs> so let me talk about that for a minute. Well, so yeah, I mean, he didn't even keep Selena Kyle's name. Yeah. Like, he just well because he wanted to make it his way. <laughs> Why is her name Patience? And it's not Gotham. Why? It's just it's an un, unnamed yeah. metropolis. Why? It's not Why? Yeah, so while I was while I was researching this, he stated that he wanted to make it its own, make it have it be its own interpretation and he purposefully did not engross himself too much in the source material because he didn't want to be overly influenced um while kind of coming up with his own creation. Um I think 
I, I don't want to come off as as you know anti other countries or anything like that too but <laughs> we do like it is a little bit of a recurring theme when you have a director yes is, is who english is the second language and mm. they obviously have a very specific style of directing right who comes to the u.s makes a movie um many times it's one of their very first movies right. in the u.s um and that, that's exactly what happened with pitoff is right he was he was making french films lots of you know french special effects he directed one movie that was fairly well received i think vidoc or something like that um yeah we talked about alien resurrection having that problem and i think he was a special effects yeah he was the vfx on that movie too yeah yeah Yeah. i was just about to say name one movie we've covered that's had a foreign director that was bad (laughs) (laughs) you wouldn't know it because they all have names like james preston or something like that (laughs) you wouldn't be referring to troll too (laughs) I mean, Halle Berry even mentions that in her Razzie acceptance speech. She's yeah. like, I didn't understand. She's like, I didn't know what the hell he was saying half the time. <laughs> so, <laughs> it showed in my performance. Yeah. So I don't know. I mean, I, I think there was a lot of uh, mistakes made. I honestly, I don't know why he was given such a huge property as Catwoman. You yeah, know, like, really. It was like Kurtzman with the mummy. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Uh, 13, exactly. years, 13 years earlier, but like. Right. It's that same... It's why a, do they do that? I mean, I guess you have to give somebody a chance, right? But why do you start them off... With a big budget With a big movie. budget. Yeah. Import, I mean, like, important for a franchise film. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. I mean, especially for DC. Like, they're just spinning up their superheroes kind of engine. Right. right? Yeah. And they're obviously starting to find ways to make revenue. They're spinning off kind of lesser characters into right. their own movies. And I just... I can't fathom why you would hand off this kind of a budget and those actors to a dude who's literally never really directed anything i mean it was his first u.s english language movie ever english well right yeah come on so i don't know it was i i I don't know i i don't get it it was it was very very confusing to me um let's see where were there any other good yeah. good performances or so i, I do want characters or anything let me just say one thing yeah since we were talking about this director i just double checked this because i wanted to make sure there was a time early 2000s where the style of film was very much handheld very much fast motion and mm-hmm. stuff the born movies came out so yep. uh especially the second and third born identity born or not i what are they? Born Ultimatum and Born Supremacy. Born one, two, and three. Right. Yeah, identity supremacy. There, there's ultimatum. a lot of the whip panning and uh, handheld shakiness and stuff, mm-hmm. and I think this was his kind of French twist on what was fashionable at the time. Okay. That's that's my guess, and maybe they're like, "Hey, we like how he does this stuff, and it's fashionable," and you know, if we can make people throw up in the theaters, they'll <laughs> never forget the movie. I don't know. <laughs> Smell-o-vision. <laughs> anyway, okay. So I, I did, we never really mentioned her, but Frances Conroy, she's yes. the cat lady in this. Like the cat, the, the, woman, yeah, who, yeah. the woman in the house with all the cats. Yes. Ophelia Powers. She, um, she's... Oh. Feel your she, she's powers. Pretty, she's pretty entertaining. So I yo feel your powers. I recognized her from being the mom in the Aviator. She was um, Catherine Hepburn's mom oh, okay. in that movie, and um, she's. I mean, this is just another performance. She's she's a great. I mean, she's 
actress. I, I would not say she's a great actress, but she's she's an interesting character in this movie. Uh, it's just really, I mean, there were moments I just started laughing because she's just this this woman that with all these cats in her house and she probably lots of crystals. <laughs> she knows the way of all these other women that have you know died. The history of it. Yeah, yeah. She so she kind of explains to. So Holly Berry, what's happened to her a little bit. But. She explains that she was a professor till she didn't get tenure because of the, <laughs> you, yeah. because, of, because of the patriarchy. But do you think that her her dissertation was on the cat women of history? Like, do you think that's why she it knows all that well stuff? Been. I feel like that, that's the one thing she knew uh, a lot yeah. of stuff about. So that's, that's one thing that we haven't really talked about is, so I think this was meant to be like a women's empowerment kind yeah. of movie. The reason why I say that is the primary storyline was written by Teresa Rebeck, who, if you look at all of her stuff, is very much women power kind of movies. Okay. And legitimate kind of stuff. Like, yeah. I don't I don't say that mockingly. Like, a lot of the stuff that she does is, is kind of in that. Especially newer stuff. She did a lot of cop-themed stuff, so she was kind of very familiar with stuff like that. But, <laughs> I think it came off very poorly translated, right? All yeah. of, like... The, the women are the bad guy, right? Right. The, yeah. the, the cat lady, you know, she's like, oh, boo-hoo me. But then they, like, totally play into, like, the cat lady trope of, right. like, well, of course you can get tenure. You know what I mean? Like, I I, I don't know. It, it felt, well, I guess I'll ask you, do you think they succeeded on their women empowerment sub-theme? Certainly not based off of what we expect today. I, I think we, we already talked about... The costume, the yeah, costume, oh yeah, right. The yeah. costume was very much for the male gaze. It was That's very, right. very objectifying. Yeah, and so I would say they failed on that front. Um, we didn't talk about her coworkers. Oh yeah. So like, <laughs> she has the so it's the token gay guy. Yes. Uh, um, this is the art department. This is the art yeah. department. So already <laughs> a little think, artistic. I think. <laughs> So one of us said in the movie, like, there's only one in the art department. <laughs> right. Like, <laughs> so there's, like, the token gay person, and then there's the other woman. Like, I don't, did they even have names? I don't her, know. Her name was Sally. And she was, like, a horn dog. Yeah, like, overly sexual. Nothing, she I don't think she said really anything that was not related to... Like some innuendo, some innuendo, or just straight up telling Halle yeah. Berry to get with Benjamin Bratt. She's an like, HR nightmare. Yes, yeah. right. <laughs> I was like, she's a walking lawsuit. Yes, and, <laughs> and but it was just like that was just she was so one dimensional. Like even so, so Benjamin Bratt's character comes in because he found her. She should drop her wallet at her apartment, and he, I guess, she keeps her work address in her wallet. I don't know, <laughs> and. and uh, He's a detective, Nate. And he's well. So, so uh, sorry. I'm sure he has. A, I'm sure the character has a name, but he's just like. But he doesn't have any lines. Yeah. And he's he he the 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 token gay guy. He gazes appreciatively at Benjamin Bratt's yeah. character, and during that whole meet cute scene, like he and and the other lady keep popping their heads over the cubicle walls during their conversation. Yeah. yeah. And his reaction was like, "Okay, he's inter- He's like." He's like, oh, this is a good-looking man, but he wasn't over the top. I right. didn't think, but she sure was. Like, yes. she's like, you can arrest me and take me away. And it's just yeah. like, <laughs> and like, she she goes to the hospital because she's been putting the cream on her. She somehow got advanced, yeah, an advanced yeah. Shipment of that cream product, yeah. 
and she's just hitting on the doctors, and probably the best scene of hers, she's in the, <laughs> she's in the backless, the backless gown the that you wear at the hospital, and she's yeah. just on the work phone at the nurse's station, giving advice to Halle Berry's character about, like, sitting on the chair. And she's sitting yeah. at the nurse's station just in the chair. <laughs> oh, man. That is not hygienic, and that would not fly in a COVID era. <laughs> but I also just felt that, like, I mean, is is that empowering that you would just have women talking about sex at work all the time? I don't yeah, know. I don't know. I, it didn't seem like it to me. What what's what's what is it? The Bechdel test? Yeah, it didn't pass. You got to have two women talking to each, having lines together that have nothing to do with a man, right? right. I think that's the test. That's and this yeah, failed miserably. Yeah. <laughs> Did it have any lines? Yeah, no. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe uh, was sure. it between between Catwoman and Mrs. Hadair, whatever her name was, Laurel. Did, was there any conversation uh, that they had that was not well? Her husband about patriarchy. Husband, her husband was involved because that seemed to be like her main motivation. Is she was upset because her husband was traded in for the younger model? Out. Yeah, like both literally oh, and yeah, figuratively. Yeah. yeah, and so she's just very. She's like a woman scorned. That's like her. I'm like that's not an empowering like trope. Nope, for that's a, what it's right. all about. Yeah, and, that's, it was not. Yeah. It's like they took that Bechdel the test thing and is torpedoed it. Catwoman <laughs> is a perfect kind of, and I think she has always been tried to be used as a woman empowerment. Like she is a character who represents the power of women, taking right? It back. Taking it yeah. back, and and this movie, she didn't really take it back. I oh, mean, right? Her and Poison Ivy, they're very similar. In that yes, regard, right. right. Yep. I mean, but they do like historically they say like oh women are catty right, right. Like, oh yeah so I mean, she's like i'm literally of... like taking that back and making that a powerful thing you <laughs> know like same, yeah you know what i mean <laughs> yeah. and i don't right. know that it worked here yeah you know i know well i don't know um okay are we ready to cast drop, judgment drop some judgment on this <laughs> amazing movie i'll go Bra- first okay, okay go ahead so uh this movie i didn't like it I've seen it before, and uh, I will say that I don't think I hated it nearly as much. Like, I didn't feel, like, ire towards it or anger at it, but I did, several times in this movie, completely lose interest and just kind of be like, man, this is a boring, boring movie. Uh, My stomach was turned several times. We have Tums right here because Uh (laughs) it was... uh, uh, jarring and I do not get motion sickness and so for me to experience that with this was weird it was kind of like the first time I tried to do a weird thing with VR I like was just a, gonna say you know, that and it was like whoa this is crazy that I'm seeing this on a TV and feeling this way um, Halle Berry was pretty I don't think she's a great actress in this I don't think she delivered her lines well I don't think the writing was good so um for me, there is nothing redeeming about this. I mean, if you want to look at Halle Berry, there are a lot better movies to watch. So, Die Another Day. Yeah, just about anything. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, so this is bad. Just bad for All me. All right, Bracken. This is so. This is a real hard one for me because I'm. You just threw in Die Another Day, and so I'm comparing this movie to die another day and which one would I rather watch I'm asking myself internally if I had to choose I feel like this one was shorter which is oh, always man, a good thing like <laughs> die another day was so That's long true. 
It was over it just two kept hours, going. right? Yeah. This was an was, hour 45. This was pretty... Okay, so this, it this moved pretty well. Um, so we didn't even talk about the music in this. I just want to quickly say, I mean, there was just a lot of... Um, music songs that, that that they played at just different moments and montages that I just really it was painful it was bad um, you know Halle Berry is a beautiful woman great to look at makes the movie go by a little bit uh, more pleasing than spoonful of sugar yeah <laughs> yep but that's she's the only thing that's and you can, like Ben said, you could really catch her in another movie just fine. Like, go watch X-Men or X-Men 2. And, I mean, she's not in it as much as she is in this, but you could find another movie where she's <laughs> in it. And, um, poor Halle Berry. She, I tell you, <laughs> I, really, I, I, I would just recommend watching her Razzie Award show yeah, and not definitely. this movie. I guess I gotta just say it's bad and just leave it at that and I think we've covered everything else at this point so that's all I gotta say uh yeah so this was bad like I I, I feel like 8% is high <laughs> mostly because it was it was physically hard to watch with we talked about the cutscenes and then there was a strobe scene and uh-huh. I was like did this come with a like the epilepsy warning, warning. Like, there were scenes that I just had to look away because, like Ben said, I was getting dizzy. My stomach was churning. I thought, this is difficult to watch. And, like, it takes the fun out of the action sequences when you're like, oh, great, there's gonna be, here comes another fight. Am I going to get sick? <laughs> and uh, yeah. uh, the writing was terrible. Um, yeah, the cinematography. I mean, the cinematographer did The Fifth Element, so it's I imagine that it comes more down to directing than the, oh, yeah. mm-hmm. the cinematographer's choice. And editing... Which is also under the direction, right? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, you... Man, I didn't know that. I I would just have to say that that's a very skilled cinematographer to be able to do such a broad style of cinematography between those two different movies. Right. Well, I mean, Fifth Element was very frenetic, but it was just on purpose, right? Right. But this was... uh, Yeah, there's nothing really redeeming in it for me. Like, but to... But to give the credit where it's due, I thought Sharon Stone was fine. I thought Benjamin Bratt was fine. Um, I was disappointed in Halle Berry. Um, I thought the costume was stupid. Like I don't know, if we touched much on the like the bronze or gold body paint that she's wearing. Oh, right. Like, it uh, the bronzer. It wasn't. Yeah, yeah it wasn't it was. even bronzer. It was, it was like it's like gold, gold leaf. It was yeah. like clubbing dust. Yeah, it was. It was like. Straight out of uh, the uh, it's the Mariah, Mariah Carey, Carey movie. movie, yeah, and <laughs> and so and so yeah. I, I, what is the Mariah Carey movie called? Glitter. 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 Okay, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I, I mean, I'd never seen it because I just heard it was bad. Like I'd always it was it was widely panned, so I just never saw it. And like this is one I, I if I were to think like Brack, I'm like, which of those two movies would I rather watch? I mean, Dino the Day did have that invisible car they drove on the ice. <laughs> that's and true. So, yeah. And so that, that's like redeeming. That's a redeeming quality for that movie yeah. over this one. Um, yeah, I mean, I, yeah, I, I just didn't. Yeah, it's bad. So I'll just, I'll just, just a question. Do, do we feel like 
I mean, we still have to hear from Brandt, but based off of what we've heard so far, do we feel like this is a movie that people should like watch at least once just to experience? No, I don't think so. I would say no. And I, I would no. say this is pre me giving my yeah. dissertation ahead, here, but when they released the initial trailer, uh-huh. it had talking and all sorts of other stuff in it. It was so poorly re- received <laughs> that they recut that and it was just shots of Halle Berry and no, no dialogue, dialogue at all and that's what they ran with so I think they knew pretty early on what they were working oh, with dang so I, I tell people this like I did not like Birdemic uh-huh. like I did not enjoy that film uh-huh. but I tell people you need to you see that to yeah. once, because right? you need to because I want you to believe me when you listen to my episode that this thing exists. I'm not that we right. didn't sit around the table making this up. Like this movie exists, so like you need to watch it. But I don't recommend it. Yeah. And this is just like I just don't recommend it. Yeah. 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 I will say this. So sometimes movies are made in a way to make you feel uncomfortable. Yeah. I will say The Shining. Uh huh. Schindler's List. Yep. Um. Those intentionally make you feel something and you don't feel great inside yeah this movie also made me feel something and i also did not feel great inside i i would say those other ones are very intentional this one was accidental i i'm with all of you i got motion sickness and same with ben i do not get motion sickness i can play some pretty crazy very intense vr kind of stuff and don't really feel anything yeah this I think we all honestly had to look away from the screen several yep. times during the movie because it was strobing and fast action and cutting and it was just, it was so jarring and so hard to see what was actually happening that it completely took you out of any scene that you could have enjoyed. And then, um, later on that, all the CG that was just, it just felt awkward mm-hmm. and uncanny valley. So almost every scene that should be a payoff scene felt like it was taking something from me yeah which i I don't enjoy that from a movie that i'm trying to enjoy um i would agree i don't think this is a movie that you need to see to say that you've seen it you know troll 2 that's a good one to say like yeah i i can share that trauma with you that was a good that was a good experience like i'm on the same page as you nobody needs to expire uh experience catwoman yeah um Go watch the trailer, the non-dialogue version, I'm assuming. Yeah. Go watch Halle Berry's acceptance speech for the Razzies, and you, you can basically sum up um, this entire movie. And you'll so, have a, such a good opinion of Halle Berry after You will. That, right? You will. Very classy act, the, 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 the way that she accepts that. So. I mean, go watch any other Batman film with Catwoman, if you need a Catwoman fix. Yeah. Literally anyone. Even if you don't like older movies, and you don't like the campy style of yeah. the Adam West era. Oh, no. Those Catwomans are great. Those, are a hundred percent better. Um, so yeah, don't, don't watch this. So, um, okay. So do we want to vote? We should on vote. our four movies. Do you want to count us down it. on what our movies are again? Yeah. Remind us in the audience. So the first one was the mummy from 2017 with starring Tom Cruise. Uh, number two was stars and bars, uh, from 1988, uh, starring, Daniel Day-Lewis. Daniel Day-Lewis. Day. Day that was my pick. <laughs> uh, number three was Cowboys and Aliens, and uh, I don't remember the year. On I that don't either. One. 20-something. 
2011? No, no, yes. Yeah. 10 or 11. Yeah, starring like Daniel Craig and Harrison Ford. And then, of course, our movie tonight, uh, Catwoman from 2004, starring Halle Berry. So what are we what? looking for? Most exceptionally bad? Most, I'd mo- say most exceptionally bad. I don't know that we considered any of them exceptionally bad. I think they were I four think, bad movies, I think we right? Were, they were all four bad movies. I think I had said one was exceptionally bad. I'm not sure if anybody said The Mummy was exceptionally bad No, I not. don't think... Danny probably there, did. There were definitely a few split decisions. <laughs> That's true. But I think we did land on... Yeah, the majority. The majority, all of them were bad. Yeah, yeah, for sure. So, I guess, are we thinking, if we had to watch one, which is the one we would watch? Or which one would you recommend watching <laughs> Yeah, people? Yeah, you're going to have a party, you're going to invite what's, a bunch of people over, and you have to show one of these I'm, four. What's the least painful I'm of yeah. one more. You are locked in a cell (laughs) for stealing some jewels as being a cat thief. What one do you want to have torture you the least? Oh, man. That was tough. Yeah. I know which one I want to pick. I don't know. So I'm assuming it's It's one, two, three, four in that order. Yeah, one, two, three, or four. Uh, okay. okay, I don't know. Everybody got your pick? I got my pick. Okay. Okay. On the count of three. One, one two, two, three. three. Alright, good. Okay. Oh, so it's... So it is Stars and Bars. Stars and Bars. Yeah. It was a split decision. It was a yeah, close it was, thing. Yeah, um, It was tough because it... For me, it came down between that and Cowboys and Aliens. Yeah. Stars and Bars, I will admit, is kind of one of those that you kind of want people to see to believe that it exists it's got such a great cast yeah Yeah. i mean and it's like come on you know that comedy with daniel day lewis where (laughs) (laughs) it's like what (laughs) i would say the the redeeming factor in that movie is the hotel the hotel yes Uh, that's true i'm gonna change my vote i'm yeah. gonna actually vote with you now i totally forgot about that I part about that. The canoe yeah <laughs> that was great yeah it's so random what a, what a movie no one has heard of but now you've heard yeah. from us thanks bracken for bringing that to our attention you're welcome all so, right so that wraps it up. So that is our... That wraps our, up season four, the season of four seasons. Yes, yes. That's a lot of movies, guys. Thanks for yeah. hanging in there with us. So our next episode, we're going to do our BMA Awards. Yep. So we're going to recap awards. everything. And we will see who will win. The Gilded BM. The Gilded BM. The Christopher Plummer Award. Yep. <laughs> and there are some good contenders for the Christopher Ten- Christopher Plummer Award in yeah. this. So, yeah. Well, look forward to that. Um, where where can folks find us? Well, they can always email us at the guys at exceptionallybad.com. They, they can follow, visit our Instagram page at exceptionallybad. Uh, we no longer have an X, uh, an X Twitter uh, account, so don't bother going there. Uh, when Elon threatened to start causing everyone to pay, I just canceled the account. Good so. call. <laughs> but you can go to our website. Uh, which is exceptionallybad.com. Or you can stop at Bracken's house, which is... <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Danny. The ghost of Danny is here. <laughs> All right, see ya. Catwomen are not contained by the rules of society. You follow your own desires. Bad movies with your friends. Bad movies with your friends. 
That was terrible. Can we fix that in post? <laughs>